Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, John, my brother. Well, this is the Bro Show for those of you who are here for the first time. We are in our 11th season. This is episode 8. This is the season of the tiger. Every six months mm. we have a season and we have an animal, a mascot almost, if you would. Yes. And, uh, and every Saturday morning we do a show. What do we talk about? We talk about four things on this show. One is this season we talk about a tiger. We talk about, we have a tiger story. Second thing, we have a word, usually one we run into doing research for the show. And number three, we have two takes, which is mm. our view, our view individually and collectively of a subject. And that, can, that changes every week. And then fourth, last but not least, we have groaners. These are yes. bad jokes. Dad jokes. Yeah. Ooh. Bad or dad jokes. Either one you prefer. Uh, what, are you, what are you wearing? I am wearing the rat T-shirt, the season of the rat. Hey, listen, I'm shaking it up a little bit. I'm wearing a uh, something totally different. I'm wearing a oh. Detroit Tiger World Series shirt, uh, T-shirt from 1984. And what? That'll become. Yeah, I'm not wearing a Bro Show shirt today because of uh, certain circumstances that seem I seem to be overwhelming for me at this point. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, well, yeah. full full disclosure, my brother John is uh, in Baltimore, Maryland, at the Society for Baseball Research get together, their annual meeting, meetup, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. How many of you are there, John, right now? There's approximately 500 people here in Baltimore uh, having our 50th 50th uh, conference. Uh, Ooh. and it's, it's a real, it's a, it's a blast. I mean, it's, it's baseball on steroids uh, in a very positive way. Uh, as we okay. do a lot of research, et cetera. So, yeah, I'm excited that you're excited. Yes. So as a result, I think we decided that we would do kind of, and we haven't done this in a while, do a baseball theme show. Um, since I'm kind of overwhelmed with all the baseball that surrounds me, um, so that's that's the the deal for today. What can I say? Wow! And we do have a sponsor today. Yes, we do. Let's and our it. sponsor is Big Cat Rescue. Big Cat Rescue is a non for profit organization established in 1992. Uh, they're the one of the more influential non profits who, who uh, leading advocate for the ending of the abuse of captive big cats. And also are interested in making sure that we maintain and keep these endangered animals. And so they work in that regard. So uh, they've mm. been critically acclaimed. They've won a variety of awards. They've met the test of time. And what is near and dear to our hearts is the fact that they have incredible T-shirts among the many things that you can get there. I mean, variety of shirts, different emblems, all kinds of good stuff. So, uh, wow. in fact, maybe you can give us a little of a lowdown on their swag. Yeah, they've got some great swag. Uh, not that we would turn down a sponsor if they didn't have T-shirts, but you know what? Mm-hmm. It's one of the three or four things we look for in a sponsor is that, you know, we want a good nonprofit that doesn't have too much admin. We want blah, 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 and T-shirts, and they've got some great T-shirts. 
In the show notes, we have a link to Big Cat Rescue where you can learn more about them. We've also got a link for donations and a link for T-shirts and other swag. And you need to go there and get it. And, you know, they want to keep these cats uh, out of harm's way and make sure they don't go extinct. There's only 3,000, maybe 4,000. They're hard to count. They move around in the wild, you know, on the planet, I should say. So, uh, So, yeah. They don't want to see him in your backyard sitting in a kiddie no. pool, no. I, eyeing the neighbors as a meal. <laughs> they do eat humans keep, when they when they keep, are provoked or hungry. Yeah, hungry, and uh, so keep them well fed uh, if they're in your mm. pool. Uh, yeah. So hey, listen, and you know, yeah. as a result, we we have a t- we always have a tiger story. And to keep on a baseball theme. It was inevitable that we would come down to having to talk about teams that have Tigers. And when it comes to baseball, the team is the Detroit Tigers. I did, and when I say the team, I mean the only team. It's the only professional team left to have Whoa. the name Detroit Tigers. Wait, I did wait, a, wait, wait a look. A how's that, how's that possible? Well, I did a search in my, uh, mascot nickname database and found out that there were have been as there have been 90 teams Ooh. with that name but if you take a look at the history of all those other 89 teams you will find that they are either they're defunct for a variety of reasons they could be negro league teams that no longer exist they could be minor league uh minor leagues that have gone by the wayside etc so here we are left standing with one called the detroit tigers uh, and they happen wow. to be one of the storied founding members of the American League, established in 1901. But their origins go back a little bit further to 1894, when they were a member of the predecessor league to the AL called the Western League. Uh, there are only four American League franchises left uh, within their original cities. Boston wow. Red Sox, Chicago White Sox, Cleveland Indians, and, of course, the Detroit Tigers. Uh they are uh, just a little more deep. They've won. They're not exactly what you call the most successful team. Since 1901, they've only won four world championships, 11 league championships, and also, mm-hmm. last time being the 1984, which I am wearing today. And ah. they've had, uh, in, in recent years, they've had some. Uh, they've had some tough times, including 2003 when they lost 119 games. But let's get down to the real nitty gritty here. Where do we come up with the name Tigers for this this storied team? Yeah. It goes back to back in 1985 when they referred to Tigers in uh, the Detroit newspaper for their quickness, ready, and actually referred to them in re- rep- uh, uh, with respect to a, a military unit that goes back to the 1880s, a Detroit Light Guard, which uh, you know said that the you know the fierceness of the, of the of the of the unit needs to be translated into this into this wonderful club. Uh, don't go by another uh, gas bag of a manager they had, player manager in 1896, George Stallings, who claimed that he uh, anointed them with uh, striped uh, socks, and he gives credit for it, but let's kind of oh, wow. go there. Let's not go there. Okay. Mm. So that's a little bit about this wonderful club, uh, which I've had the pleasure of going to Detroit and watching. Uh, so, that's our that's our story for the week. Oh, yeah. Now let me so, ask yeah, you a question. Tiger. Can I can, yes. I can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My question is this: You said ninety teams. Were those professional 
teams? Profes- no, those were only professional organized. It's minor leagues, Negro leagues, independent oh. leagues, all of oh. that. So we're not talking like, you know, your, your little league team yeah. or high school or college teams. No, we're just talking strictly professional. Thanks for that clarification. Okay, all right. Well, then in that case, the fact that they are the only professional baseball team in existence with the name Tiger it is amazing to me. Huh. It's my body. I mean, you, you will find yeah. in college there are in, uh, they're, they're second only to Bulldogs, you know, in terms of nicknames, uh, Tigers are. But yeah. it's, it is. It, it's, it's something I wasn't expecting to run into, the fact that they were the one. The one. All right. We, we have a word, John. We have a real word, and I'm fascinated by this word. Okay, uh, there's a, a rather uh, well common term used in baseball called the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And B U L L E E N. And it's the area where, a, where baseball relief pitchers warm up before entering a game. Also, it's the team's roster of relief pitchers, the ones who don't start the game. And so, uh, a good example of using the word, uh, the bullpen needs stability after blowing leads in the last two games. So uh, it's, but what's kind of interesting about this word is that quite often when you look up in, uh, in baseball terms, you, you get a variety of, of etymology sources as to where this word came from. And, and really, uh, the word comes with respect to baseball. It comes with respect to people say, well, there was a, Bull Durham, uh, there was a Durham Bull, you know, advertising with the tobacco or something, or maybe that's the area where the bull and you know the, the actual animals resided before it became a uh, a part of the baseball field. Mm. And so th- that's it. But also, uh, if we take a look at the word, I mean, we right now quite often, you know, how often baseball terms uh, become a part yeah. of our everyday language. And I know when I was working uh, at Price Waterhouse, we had a large room where all the uh, the, the the lighter the, the the staff members would have to reside. We called it the bullpen. Mm. So it has a longer use, probably in in terms of being an enclosed holding area, dating back uh, more than a century before it had its baseball use. So. Wow. Uh, Want to also uh, comment? We thought when it comes to baseball terms, and if you wanted. To go to the, the go-to book that came out in the uh, about 1989, the first edition. There's a thing called the Dixon Dictionary, which has over 10,000 baseball terms. 10,000. Uh, wow, that have been used. It's gone through four editions. It's one of the more popular reference books. So uh, a fellow by the name of Paul Dixon, who's sort of the Noah Webster of baseball. Uh, put together this book. I had an opportunity to meet him the year that he started it. I, I was talking to him one day. He says, yeah, I'm coming out with this new book. And it's it's become a, a big part of research, uh, you know, when you take a look and want to know things about origin mm-hmm. of words, baseball-related. There's the go-to place. And so, it's, consider, it's considered authoritative? Yeah, I would say I actually uh, – they, 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 what they do is they, they get the word – they, they then look to see about the etymology, uh, mm. see where they try to find the first source. I had, there was a, uh, one of the, the gentlemen who uh, actually 
worked on 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 it with you know with the uh, with Paul. I had a, a I, he actually called me up one day and said, "Look, I I've got this book called Chicago. Uh, it's a word called Chicago." And uh, he wanted to know the origin of the word because he knew that back in the 18th, the 19th century, it referred to as a shutout. So if you got Chicagoed, that meant that you basically didn't score any runs in the game, went to the library, found the first reference he mentioned. And before you know it, I'm part of the, uh, the acknowledgments in the book. So Wow. Yeah. My brother's, my fam- my brother's famous. Yeah. <laughs> Not only a podcast. Not only a podcast personality, but he's a contributor to the baseball dictionary. That's the, that's the real deal. That's what I am. So, wow. That's our word. Okay. Wow, that is our word. Now, we have an interesting two takes also. And this may seem kind of dry and academic to the casual observer, but I want to assure you, it is not. We are going to talk about Sabre. Yes, Sabre uh, is the Society for American Baseball Research. Uh, it was founded in August of 1971 when 16 guys decided to get together. Uh, they kind of knew each other through different uh, seeing their names and in letters to the editor, etc. And some fellow by the name of Bob Davids decided, hey, look, we ought to get together and, 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 and you know, network. So they decided to go to Cooperstown. And uh, what they did is uh, that 16 members has now flourished to a number over 7,000 as we, and mm. uh, quite often just to kind of get away from the stigma that these are a bunch of guys who just, you know, uh, go to the library and, and do research. Um, there are, the members can, can be a wide variety. In fact, the qualification to be a member of Sabre is forking over $65 a year in membership dues. And if you're a senior citizen, you can get it for a, a a bargain price of 45 bucks. Mm. So uh, that's the, the start of it. If you take a look at its purpose, it makes it clear that it's, it, it fosters research, it preserves and disseminates baseball history is kind of the purpose of the organization. I'm going to quickly go mm. through some of the benefits, and then we're going to talk about a very interesting program in the broader aspect that has really allowed this organization to flourish far beyond uh, you know, uh, you know, holding up in uh, some place and, and doing research. So some of the mm. programs that you get out of this include two research journals, one convention journal, for for example, I got when I came to the to Baltimore, a weekly e-newsletter. They put out about ten different baseball books, e-books a year, <clears throat> and they are able to to meet not only for a national convention such as the one I'm attending. They also have about chapter meetings, and there's 75 U.S. chapters, and it's far beyond the American baseball research. They've got 15 international chapters, anywhere wow. from Japan, Australia, England, you name it, it's out there. Um, so they, uh, they're rich in resources. They've got a great website. I also participate in an email discussion forum, so every morning when I get up, if somebody's got a question or maybe saw some tidbit of baseball, it's all there. To be uh, to, to to see, so mm. that is is if we take a look at the the, the nitty gritty uh, side of baseball research, that's what it's all about. But I, the convention today that I've gone through this week, it's five, it's four days, has uh, has decided to broaden and to give us a much more um, general purpose. And so uh, the mission statement I'm going to read. 
Okay. Saber strives to be the essential community for the world of baseball through global membership, inclusive events, and all-encompassing research. And mm. uh, I think what's really good about this is we see that this is an organization which you might think, well, this is a white male-dominated uh, organization, but I find there are right. a lot of women are here. Um, there are. It, it's not as diverse as we like it to be, but they strive. They they have a Negro League committee, and they do research the Negro Leagues and do a lot of of, of that sort of research. But some of the programs that have come up, which the one that attracts me the most, is a program called the Saber Mem- Memories Program. And what I really, this is what I'd like to talk a little bit more about. Uh, you know, quite often we, our membership is fairly old. Uh, we've done a great mm-hmm. job. In fact, at the convention this year, 500 people here, 175 new members. Most That's of those news. are we fought, we, we have a, a program whereby we give scholarships out and we have competition where various college is, uh, uh, they get the teams together and do baseball research, and much, 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 much of it is analytic. So uh, we get into what was, con- in fact, a common term we hear is sabermetrics. Sabermetrics yeah, that's, is that's where I first heard about saber. That and quite often that's where you hear it, and it, it yeah. refers to this sort of elevated, more in-depth analytical research that has become commonplace. That was made of uh, com- made more popular when the book, the uh, movie Moneyball, came out which is yeah. based upon a book. So, but this program I'm referring to, the Memories Program, is much broader than that and sh- shows that they're doing something to reach out to help not only baseball people, but also people in general. And that program has to do with helping people as they uh, as they, they get older and many people get Alzheimer's or all dement- dementia d- diseases. Mm. It's a it's a painful road that goes through that they go through because it's there's yeah. no cure for it, and what they found is that quite often if you can refl- if you can instill some sort of uh, some memory jogger in terms of some old baseball events, you find these people that are inflicted with this illness, particularly when they're in the early and and, mo- and moderate stages of the they it, it, it they, they wake up. It's like yeah. they, you see the smiles on their faces. So yeah. uh, what's happened with Saber is that they, since they do have a fair number of those members, they've started all over the country, starting in Austin, Texas, where you live. They, yeah, they've created member. They have actually uh, started programs where they'll either do it. Uh, you know, they, they have events. They might do it in terms of facilities. They also engage not only the the the, the, the uh, people that are the, the patients, but they also the caregivers. Some of ah. the uh, so they get a, a people involved, and they find that this really uh, lightens the load of these these suffering people. And if we take a look at it, really, this is a this is a program that although right now concentrates on baseball, doesn't mean that it can't couldn't be extended and used for other sports. For other yeah. hobbies, for other interests, yeah. uh, whether yeah. it be Civil War or it be movies. And uh, so I am very, uh, I feel really good about the fact that they they feel that they need to, to offer something that, that helps the members. And as much as we get pleasure here at the conference and also in our everyday lives, 
being in, in the in the midst of this this baseball world that we've kind of created, the fact that we can give a little bit more, particularly to our members, and also hopefully someday this will work with uh, larger groups of people. So I nice. I really nice. like to talk about that. So cool. So that's, that does sound so that it does sound like a very good program. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it's a hectic five days from here, me here in Baltimore. It's always that way. Uh, I, it takes me a little while to get uh, to get into the swing of things, but it, the kind of things that I'll be doing this this week will be I'll be going to research presentations, panel discussions with people, with some players, with media, baseball announcers, um, and with the, the different committees that exist. There's over 40 of them, anywhere from biographical to Negro leagues uh, to origins of baseball. I get an opportunity to to meet with the chapters. And uh, and also we we I've been to a, a lot of research presentations and yet last night we went to a baseball game here to see the Baltimore Orioles uh, beat the uh, Boston Red Sox 15 to 10. Uh, it was four hours Ooh. long. It wow. was uh, it it made it a little more challenging to get up this morning. <laughs> Not only and I think what tires me out more is just the doggone I score and nothing's more fascinating to sit with with 500 people that are baseball enthusiasts and watch a ball game. Uh, that. So that, that was fun. I just, one more anecdote is that uh, the wave that came by, uh, you know, in the middle of the game, people like to do the wave where they stand up and do a wave around the ballpark. There's one section of that ballpark where nobody stands up when they do the wave. And that is the society for American baseball research. section. Oh, they no. just, they put their, their hands on uh, on the on the on the bench or on the and they uh, they yeah. they just don't like to do that. They they figure that's for football and I actually that's one of my things when I so wow that's that's the, the that's the the whole stick. Okay, all right. So yeah, your 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 uh, passive resistant uh, activities are so noted. Uh, you guys are yeah, that's that's amazing. I I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was just for football. It originated with football. Yeah. Well, it, it's supposed to be, but it is now populated many sports. It starts ah. with football. Uh, well, you guys, but, yeah, polluted. It polluted many sports. Yeah, it's infested say. now. It's infested the the stadiums wow. are, uh, all over the like baseball stadiums all over the country. It's a good example, but I, I'm sure if you look up uh, the wave in uh, in the diction, dictionary, it will be there because there are enough baseball fans to do it. So. Uh, Hey, you know what? Wow. Well, I'm glad you're having fun. I like to see you have fun. Yeah. And uh, it makes for a good show. Hey, uh, do you know any groaners you could share? Yeah, I do. I have a couple of groaners that that have been provided to us by my my good buddy, Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as Duck Duck Coach. And he has delivered as usual. So let's go, go for it. Yeah. What do you call? A survey to see how fast the average horse runs. What do you call a survey to see how fast the average horse runs? Hmm. This is a tough one. Think about how it, yeah. it, it's stride. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I got nothing. Is it gallop pole? Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, that's that's artistry. That's artistry, John. That's what that is. So this is the other one. I, that might have been my better one, but here's another one. Where do you 
where do down and out actors end up? Where do down and out actors end up? This is a tough one too, though. So, uh, about, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. I was going to say this. I was going to say this staging area, but that's not right. That's 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 a stretch. Terrible. That's okay. Skit row. Oh, <laughs> nice. That is nice. pretty I like that pathetic. One Oh, it's yeah. pathetic. Yeah, it's a great groaner. Well, it's got to be bad to be good if it's a it's a groaner. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that, that's just like me. I've got to be bad to be good. Mm-hmm.